This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here they come on the blitz. Allen looking deep down the sideline. He's got Diggs. Caught at the ace. Tackled at the four-yard line. First and goal. Fakes the handoff to Singletary. Allen looking to run. Now going to fire to Knox. Caught in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Somebody get the fire extinguisher. Dawson Knox is as hot as a firecracker. Thompson rolling to his left. Intercepted. Picked off by Dean Marlowe. Coming the other way. Out of bounds at the 23-yard line. Gives to Cook. Coming around the left side. Outrunning Landon Roberts to the end zone. Now we're cooking with gas. James Cook with a 12-yard touchdown run. Back from his own end zone. Heaving down the left sideline. Intercepted by Kyrie Elam at the 32-yard line. The rookie with the biggest defensive play of the game for the Bills. Here's the snap. Fires it to Beasley at the three. Lunges for the end zone. Touchdown. Welcome back, Cole Beasley. Buffalo back in front. Allen back to pass, surveying the field. Fires to the end zone to Davis. Did he get both feet down? Touchdown, Buffalo. A 23-yard missile launch by Allen to Davis. Back to pass, has time. Now flushed out of the pocket by Daquan Jones. And the pass to Gesicki is incomplete. Kair Elam in coverage on the play and disrupted it enough to force the incompletion and a turnover on downs. And that will do it. But the Bills have won this wild card playoff game off over their division rival Miami. They're on to the divisional round. We'll see you next week right here, Bills Mafia. All right, that is your Toshiba Game Rewind. Toshiba, the official copier company of the Buffalo Bills. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker here on a Buffalo Football Monday. We are radio only today because of the Sabres game. And, uh, wow, talk about blood pressure going up and down through the course of the afternoon, Steve. That one uh, forced many people to their blood pressure medication yesterday. Yeah, that... The one that really got everybody, and me too, was the sack strip fumble fat man touchdown. And those are, <laughs> you know, those are crushing, you yeah. know, uh, to give up the lead the way they did uh, early on after forcing the Dolphins on a three and out to get the ball. Um, wow. Then you think, oh, no, this is, it might get away. You yeah. know, the game might get away from them. Uh, it didn't. They got back into it, and, and the Bills are moving on. I, you know, you look and, we all have seen the Bills play so well in the past, and we have these great memories of the Patriots game last year's playoffs and the perfection of it, and even the 13-second game, the way the team played and 
how awesome it was to watch. You look up on it, and they're scoring 34. They scored 35 last week in a game that, I don't know, yeah. Then they scored 34 yesterday. They're still scoring at a high rate, and they really feel like they're not hitting on all cylinders. So easy to, like, fret and frown over it, but, man, oh, man, they're a tough team to beat. I was telling you, I, I did the research, is they're 24-5 and five over their last 30 games. 24-5. and five. The five losses of the, by a total – of 20 points. Are we counting playoff games or just regular yes, season? every game. The five losses are a total of 20 points, two of which were overtime touchdowns by the Chiefs and the Bucks, and the other two, three were by a total of eight points. Yeah. This Another is tough one in t- overtime as well. Right, and this is a tough, tough team to beat. Tough team to beat. And even when they're playing like they did yesterday when everybody's like oh, wringing their hands and – Man, oh man, they're twenty four and five over their last thirty games. Or twenty nine. Or twenty nine games. Yeah, twenty four and five over the last twenty nine games. Man, oh man, um, and that also includes the one that the game that got plucked out of the schedule in Cincinnati. You know that doesn't. I didn't count that as a game. But, yeah. Um, amazing. I think what we were also reminded of yesterday is if the Bills are going to get beaten by somebody, they're going to be helping them. <laughs> we have met the enemy, and they are us. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at it. And the Miami Dolphins did not have a scoring drive over 40 yards yesterday. Not only did they hand them the football, they handed them glorious field position. Right. And I thought Sean McDermott said it best in his postgame press conference. We did not play good complimentary football. The offense did no favors for the defense, which is why Josh Allen, after the game, was thanking the defense up and down because without them, they don't win that football game. Right. They got handed short field after short field to defend and constantly forced field goals um, and made it hard for the Miami yeah. offense. And even special teams had a couple of slip-ups yesterday. Right. Tyler Bass kicks it out of bounds on a kickoff, gives them the ball on the 40-yard line. Again, not helping your defense. And then they gave up a long return, which is very uncharacteristic for the coverage units this year. To Cedric Wilson, another short field for the defense. Yeah. Starting with in the second quarter when the Miami Dolphins got it, they scored on four straight possessions. Yeah, listen to the drive start. It started on. It started. Uh, Go through the at drive. The starts. Miami forty. Yep, that's the, the Buffalo kickoff. forty-eight. The Buffalo twenty-seven, and the Buffalo eighteen. Yeah, that's where the four drives started. That's insane. Uh, and the and the Miami forty was on the out of kickoff out of bounds. Yeah, that the first three from the Miami 40, the Buffalo 48, and the Buffalo 27 all ended in field goals. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, from the Buffalo 18, they got the touchdown. That's why I'm telling you, the defense, yeah, they scored 34 points. The yeah. defense is the only reason that Miami didn't score more than we did. That's right. Um, certainly, Buffalo was its own worst enemy yesterday. Uh, and I'll say this, though. Uh, Skylar Thompson was game. He stayed within himself, made a couple of throws, and – had a, was victimized by a couple of drops early. You think about those early drops. Jalen Waddle, he's behind the defense. He's, he's in. He's in. If he um, catches it. How, does, how the game changes if they catch those passes yeah. early on anyway. And you know how it is. If you change it early on, everything changes subsequent after that. Right. So it's, uh, it, was a, it was a game that was really hard for Bills fans to watch. But in the aftermath, when, when their backs are against the wall, the team bounce, this team comes back and they answer it. Well, a again, sack strip fumble for a touchdown to lose the lead by a touchdown. Right. 
And they said, all right, well, let's go. They come back and they just score. Yeah, well, after your defense comes up big with yeah. a takeaway with Kyrie Elam. That's right. Who, let's just say this, needs to start. I'm just going to say it right now. Kyrie Elam has elite <laughs> physical traits. And you want to talk about a guy that can plaster in man-to-man coverage? Guy was doing it. I watched yeah. three separate plays. He is running stride for stride with Tyreek Hill. I mean, he looked every bit as good on Tyreek Hill as Sauce Gardner did last week. Running stride for stride with that guy. Press man one-on-one. Yeah, and Tyreek had... That's uh, all of the evidence I needed to see. Yeah, Tyreek had 15 targets, 7 receptions for 69 yards, along of 19. That was on a third and 19. He and, Ty- he he and Tredavious shut him down. Yeah. Uh, that's, you, get, you hold him to 7 for 69, I'll, that's a win. I'll say this, too. I'm sure that Tyreek's sitting over there going, I mean, listen, yeah, they held me. I mean, you know, I'm playing with Skyler Thompson. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Skyler's a factor in that's that. That's fair. And it, it is fair. And, and it, they, listen, they... The Dolphins got nothing to be upset about. They they were hanging in there with a team that's really tough to beat in a building that's really tough to beat them in. Yep. And they were toe to toe. Now certainly the Bills helped them, helped them a lot. And who's and who knows why that is right now? It, since the bye week, we have noticed, and it's been a thing where a lot of fumbles, a lot of a lot of interceptions, and it has hamstrung the Bills' ability to look like they did before the bye. When they well, were beating Kansas City, when they were beating Tennessee, beating L.A., uh, beating Pittsburgh, all these teams, they were just lumping up. They haven't been able to do that because of the turnovers, and it's been a constant problem since and, the bye and week. And yesterday is a perfect example of that because the Bills' three turnovers turned into 18 points for the Dolphins. You take those points away, the game's 34-13, which is more right. like what everybody was anticipating. That's right. That's 34-13. Right. It's it not even a game. But it wasn't 34-13, and, it's, and the Bills – or the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the Dolphins played well. Yeah, I get it. But the Bills are the reason. Um, and that's why you hear, and I don't know if you heard some of the post-game speeches. You know, everybody puts their, the post-game out and they hear what the coach says to their team. Doug Peterson said something uh, yesterday that is absolutely universal in the NFL. It feels like it's, it's you, but it's not. Uh, what he said was, hey, guys, it's about us. When we when we do our thing, it's about us. They, you know, like the Cincinnati Bengals, they got to play us. They're, we're going to Buffalo, but they got to play us. You know, that's it is. That's where the Bills are at. That's where the Bengals are at. That's where the Jaguars are at. And you know, that's where the Kansas City Chiefs are at. Yeah, well, They're the, believing, hey, if we play our game, hey, nobody can hang with us. That's where you are. Right. That's the problem is the Bills aren't only telling. They're not only having to play the opponent. They're having to play against themselves sometimes here. Absolutely. With their carelessness with and that's the football. Not just, it's not just the Bills. I don't want to say the Bills are like. Well, no, other teams are turning it over in the playoffs, too. I mean, Jacksonville, I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw three first-half interceptions or four first-half interceptions, and his team's down 27 nothing. You don't want to play with fire like that. The teams are too good in the postseason to be messing around with that stuff. They are. They are. And, that, and that's another thing as well. Um, you're in the tournament. And now there are four teams left in every conference. Your margin for error is even <laughs> narrower than you it got, is during the regular season. The Bills got to play the Cincinnati Bengals and the winner of the Jacksonville Chiefs game. And, and, I, and I get it, the Chiefs, but the Jacksonville Jaguars are they on, can score. They are on fire. They can score. You don't, you don't do what they did to the L.A. Chargers without being on fire. You've got to have, when you're back, like Josh, when your back's against the wall, when you, when you messed up and thrown four picks like – Trevor Lawrence did, and he said, forget it. we got to go. Let's go. And you do it. These guys can do that. 
Mahomes, we know, can do it. We've seen Josh do it. We saw it yesterday and other times. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence just did it yesterday or Saturday. I mean, these guys, like Joe Burrow, out of nowhere last year, takes his team to the Super Bowl, and now look at him. I mean, they're uh, these guys yeah. can get that done. So if you come in and trip all over yourself, you better hope the other guy's doing the same thing. Right. My um, – well, we'll get into our takeaways in just a second. The Twitter conversation today is what it typically is on a Monday after a Bills game. What are your biggest takeaways from the Bills' wildcard playoff win over the Dolphins yesterday? We've got open lines for you for the first two hours of the show today. It's us and you guys at 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board, and we do have open lines for you. I will say the biggest takeaway for me is I felt like Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen anticipated a desperate Dolphins defense that was going to come out with a lot of cover zero, all-out blitz. They did, and the Bills had answers for it, and it was a big reason why they were up 17 nothing at the beginning of the football game. I think the problem was they were so successful that I feel like Josh, to a certain extent, got lured into thinking the big play was going to be there to exploit for the entire game, and that was not the case, and he got lured into a false sense of security that it was always going to be there, and, oh, here comes cover zero again. This will be open, and they adjusted on the back end where it wasn't, and it's a big reason why he got sacked seven times, the most in a game all season long, and... There has to be adjustments therein for that. I'm a, I'm a believer that if you're in a playoff game, you're up 17 to nothing. I'm not saying take your foot off the gas, but maybe shift the approach just ever so slightly to maybe some more efficient play. There's a reason why Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. It's because whenever he was up by two or three scores in a football game, he'd kill you with a 1,000 cuts. Four yards here, eight yards to Welker, 10 yards to this guy. 10 yards to Gronk, 8 yards here. He'd stay on schedule, favorable down in distance, hold on to the football, and he'd kill you, and you would die a slow death. He did it dozens and dozens and dozens of times. I think Josh has to incorporate a little bit of that Brady-type approach, recognize time and score, and close the game out sooner as a result. Instead, what we had yesterday was a hairy... A hairy game. I mean, it was nip and tuck for a while there. And you made the game harder for your defense. You had to ask more of your offense because you didn't kind of move into efficiency mode. You're up 17 nothing. I know it's early. Slide into efficiency mode and kill the game. Kind of like you did in New England. I get kill it. the game. I get it, but it's, it's not that easy to do. I'm not saying it's easy. And it's not that it's not that simple either. Because here's the thing, the Dolphins were bringing they were going zero and man, single high or zero cover zero, which is no safety. There's yeah, no, no safety help. In it. And they were doing it a ton yesterday. That's why the big plays were there. That's why they you know they missed a couple, no question. They hit the one to Diggs, uh, and that's why they kept going deep because it was that. That's what the Dolphins kind of lured and wanted Josh Allen to do. It's still a low percentage. Even if the guy's standing out there by himself, if, if the quarterback is trying to hurry the throw, it's still not an easy pass to complete. That's why the game looked like it did. It was because of the, the philosophy and the scheme that Miami comes into the game with. They're going to say, listen, if they're blocking five guys, if they go four wide, that's why you saw some 10 personnel yesterday and so, even with some, yeah, some, four wide. some 11 personnel with everybody empty. Empty, yep. They wanted to get the Dolphins to declare if they're bringing extra people. 
And they were. You block five, we're bringing six. You block six, we're bringing seven. We're going zero. Uh, it, they put Josh under a huge amount of pressure, and that's why they were going deep because you got no help, nobody over the top. This, if, as soon as your receiver gets one step, he's open deep. So Josh ha- takes it. The problem is this. One of the things, too, is two things. One, that they forced you into high or low percentage completions, yeah. even though they were big chunks if you hit them. Take the digs early on catch. 52 yards, they didn't score. They still had a chance to stop them. Now, they got in subsequently, but that's all a defensive coordinator asks. Right. Keep them out of the end zone. It's a low percentage pass. That's one thing. The other thing is that it kept Josh Allen from breaking out of the pocket and running off by himself with the ball in his hand. Well, they had a spy a at times on him. They had a Elijah spy Campbell. plus an extra guy, and they just didn't let it happen. Yeah. They didn't let it happen. They got seven sacks. A lot of the, you know, those get those sacks and the pocket collapsed. Yeah. They kept him in there and wouldn't let him escape. For the first time in a long time to to that point, and Eric and I touched on this on the broadcast, Josh was the most hesitant I have ever seen him to just take off and run. He would start to run, then he would spot the spy, hesitate, try to pump fake him with a you know, with a throw fake. And then try to take off. And by that time, the pursuit had caught him from behind on the pass rush and would take him down. I think he's got to be more decisive going forward in those situations. Hey, there's a spy. Well, the hell with him. I'm going to try to outrun him anyway. That's what he usually does. I found found it interesting, and I mentioned this on the morning show here in Buffalo with Howard and Jeremy on WGR, that last time, a month ago, against the Dolphins, they used Justin Bethel a veteran safety, as the spy with very, very limited success. So this time around, they put a more athletic safety on him in Elijah Campbell, and he did a much better job of corralling Josh or at least convincing him not to take off with the ball. And as a result, Josh did not put up rushing yardage as we are accustomed to seeing, particularly against the Dolphins. And it hampered the offensive efficiency to a certain extent, put them in long down and distance a lot of times because he wasn't getting yards with his legs as we have seen so often. That was a problem. It was a problem yesterday. Yeah, And they, and they, they executed it really well. And they knew they were rolling the – this is a – we keep saying well, they had nothing to lose. Yeah. It's, it's a let's go for it game. Let's, let's roll the dice fourth, fourth down. Let's do all of that stuff and go for it. And – this just in, they're a playoff team. They win a bunch of games. They've got some guys that can play. Yeah. And yeah, when they'll you roll be a the problem. dice once in a while, you're, it's a problem. they got some yeah. quality guys. And they pu- almost pulled it off. Yeah. They almost pulled it off. On the positive side of the ledger, we saw Stephon Diggs go off in the early part of the game. He had six catches in the first half. He had one in the second half for four yards. The thing that I take away from this game that that has me encouraged, at least for the passing offense, other guys on that receiver depth chart stepped up yesterday. Gabriel Davis had a huge day, six catches, 113, touchdown, the go-ahead, like the dagger touchdown that put him up by 10 Mm -hmm. late in the game. Um, Shakir. Shakir. Three for Popped up again, had a huge third and one conversion in the middle of the field where he had to contort his body to make the catch. I know he dropped that other one earlier. I believe he lost that in the sun, just like Jalen Waddle did at the beginning yeah. of the game. People are like, how does Jaden Waddle drop that? He's looking directly back into the sun. And I'll, 
I'll bet dollars to donuts. The sun was a factor yesterday for him and for Khalil Shakir early in that game. But Beasley steps up with a couple of plays. Knox is huge again. Fifth touchdown in five games. I think that Cincinnati is going to look at Buffalo's game tape and say, oh, man, even if we shut Diggs down, we've got a problem here. We've got a problem. There are other yeah. people that can hurt hurt you in that receiving core, and I don't think there was convincing evidence to that effect in previous weeks. Maybe Dawson right. Knox is the exception, but I think you have to be concerned based on what you see on tape this week. Oh, dang. Gabe Davis can hurt us. Oh, this Khalil Shakir kid can do some stuff. Oh, Beasley can still get open and give Josh some easy button completions. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I get think you. that's what. But I let's think... face it. I mean, there's only so much they can do because Diggs has still got to be the guy. If you're going to leave. Well, that's valid. Yeah. yeah, he's. There's no way a defense is going to come in there and worry more about others than they are worried about Diggs because they know Diggs is an is the number one option on a ton of on a ton of route combinations sure so I think more than what it says to their defense although you're right it does say something to them they're like well, man you know we don't want to leave this you know we can't just forget him it also when you're watching a film today Josh is gaining some confidence in somebody other than Diggs yeah you know I um, just think it's going to give pause to you know, Lou Anarumo yeah. and that Cincinnati defensive staff and just say, oh, all right, well, maybe we can't focus quite so much attention on Diggs as we intended because they got these other guys that can still make some plays. Yeah. Um, I, I think it will give them pause. I'm sure they'll have some kind of plan, but I think the plan might be different than maybe they originally intended or maybe different from what they had set up for Week 17. So right. it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to come up with when they come here to Buffalo this weekend. Let's go to the phones at 803-0550-1888-550-2550, the number to get on board. We do have some open lines for you, but we are going to lead off with Matt in Buffalo. What do you got for us, Matt? You're on One Bills Live. Hey, hey Brownie, just a couple observations. I want to hear your opinion. Um, if I'm Cincy, I'm not really afraid going into this week. I mean, Miami didn't have their, their starting running back. Miami – came out with their third-string quarterback, and Buffalo struggled. I think if Tua played, we'd lose. And then my other comment, which drove me nuts, I want to hear your opinion, McDermott's decision to call these timeouts, run it down the sidelines, they could have ultimately cost us the game. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from on that, Matt, and I understand why it's frustrating. Um, the bottom line with Coach McDermott on the sideline, he's got to make a decision in a split second, and I know on one of them specifically, because I saw it with my own eyeballs, pre-snap, Matt Milano is looking at the sideline with his hands like he's checking for rain. He had no idea what his assignment was on that play because they made a check pre-snap. He could not hear it because the crowd's loud, and he's wondering what the call is. He does not know what his assignment is. That's your coverage linebacker, your number one coverage linebacker, and it's a, it's a critical down. So do you want to have one guy out of 11 not know what he's doing and it costs you a big play and a fresh set of downs for Miami in a critical moment of the game when it's a one-score game? Or do you want to sacrifice a timeout as a result? He chose to sacrifice the timeout. There's no way he's going to know that the play didn't work and it would have been a turnover on downs and you're getting the ball back. There's no way right. for him to know that before the play happens. So you can't, like, knock him after the fact after you got the stop anyway. 
um, did it, it cost him 53 yards in field position. I'm not debating that for a second. You'd have it on their 37 instead of your own 10. That sucks. But there's yeah. no way to avoid that because you don't know what the outcome of the play is going to be. Right. It's easy. I mean, yeah. No, I, I think I've always applauded Sean McDermott for being willing to take defensive timeouts. Um, everybody's all these coaches are always and think about John Harbaugh is getting absolutely roasted today for not taking a timeout in the late moments of the Baltimore game last night in Cincinnati. And I don't have a problem with their timeout usage, particularly when you got a defensive coach and he, and he knows how important the down is and he wants to get in it. Certainly after the, when they call the timeout and all that, and the play doesn't go and it's, and we think, Oh, we shouldn't have called the timeout or when you call it, you ice the kicker and he misses the kick. Yeah. Um, Oh, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't buy that. Now on the other hand too, you said something about, Cincinnati's not going to be afraid of Buffalo because they almost got beat by Skylar Thompson. The Bengals almost got beat by Tyler Huntley. By Tyler Huntley. And so their defense was no great shakes either. Yeah. So they both, both these teams, and here's, uh, you know, are. And I'm, I'm just going to say it again. I said it at the top of the show, Steve. The Miami Dolphins had one scoring drive in which they gained more than 40 yards on the possession. It was at the end of the game when they went 11 plays for 67 yards for their final touchdown of the game to cut it to three. That was the only possession they had where they drove the field and scored on Buffalo. And this, mind you, is after the defense was on the field for 75 plays. Okay? So that's number one. Number two is here are the other scoring drives for the entire game for the Miami Dolphins. Drive start at their own 40, 10 plays, 38 yards, field goal, 3.8 yards per play. Okay. Drive start after an interception. Buffalo 48 yard line. Eight plays, 23 yards. That's three, pl- three yards per play. Field goal. They get the ball on the 27 yard line of Buffalo after the long punt return by Cedric Wilson. Four plays, 13 yards. Three yards a play, field goal. Okay. They get another interception. It starts on the Buffalo 18-yard line, the drive start. Four plays, 18 yards, touchdown. They did not have a drive over 40 yards to score points until the end of the game. This is not on the defense, guys. It's not on the defense. I hate to tell you. You can talk about 31 points all you want. The turnovers and the short fields put the Bills' defense up a creek without a paddle. And they still forced field goals. Three in a row, in fact. Yeah, yeah. 18 points defense off. Defense saved this team yesterday. 18 points off turnovers is, is the story for the defense um, and for the offense. And, and, it's, and it's a huge message that we've, you know, the people have been trumpeting about this team for all, all since the bye week we've been talking about. So um, the good news is it's within your control. The bad news is it's still under your control and, it, yeah. and you haven't gotten it under control. That's that's the thing that makes you like, oh, come on, you know. Um, but we also know this. You've got a quarterback who's elite, who's this guy who you kind of live with some of that. that. The Chiefs live with their guy, and I know this too. Uh, coming into yesterday, over the last six or – was it six games or something? Mahomes, Burrow, um, they both have more interceptions than Josh had going into yesterday's games yeah. uh, over the last month and a half. So uh, – 
It's just something you live with when you've got a quarterback right. who you've got to lean on to make throws. The fumbles have to get under control. Fumbles, That's yes. a bigger and, issue. And I'll say this, too. The fumbles are a little bit uh, – you can put that a little bit on the offensive line and the protection schemes and getting those right. You've got a guy coming clean off the left. You've got Singletary in the flat wide you've open. You've got to know and make the throw. Yeah. Uh, they do, when they do that, teams stop bringing the corner off the left. Yeah. You know, they just stop. When you make them pay for it, they stopped doing it, and, you, and on the drive that came down and ended up in Gabe Davis's touchdown to go up by 10, you know, you think about it. I think on the second down, he throws it to Quentin Morris, who catches it in the flat as a tight end and bowls through two guys for a 13-yard gain on second and a first down. And a first down. And then a play or two later, Cole Beasley on a crossing route, he catches it, turns it up. It's a 29-yard gain. Uh, very easy completions. But that's an right example of how if you take efficient plays. Exactly. So when you, get the, when you get the communications up front, when you got protected and, and you're willing to take those efficient throws and they're not sending pressure, yeah, they're, the Bills are hard to beat. Uh, yeah. But they gotta get, they got to have a plan for all of that and they got to execute it better. But that's an example of why they should go to, a, to efficiency when they're up on the scoreboard to the degree that they were early in the football game. Let's go back to the phones and to Pat in Boston, Mass. What do you got for us, Pat? Hey, boys. Hey, listen, um, this is the first time I've called you guys, um, and I'm excited to, to echo what you just said five minutes ago about the reason why Dean is such a good general manager and McDermott are such a good team. They knew they needed changes to beat the Chiefs. That's why, Lee, that's why Wallace is gone. And they drafted Elam. And yesterday, to me, like, he's had a good year. And they also drafted Benford, who's had a good year. They upgraded their cornerbacks in a very good way. Yeah. And I, I'm just impressed. And, I'm like, I agree with you. Get him on the field more. He's ready now. And he's a stud. And it's, like, the success of drafting over the last five years, it's mind-boggling. I'm, I'm so impressed. And I agree with you. This defense saved the game. And, and I'll tell you what, just watch Edmonds on the, on the game replay. He was everywhere. I, awesome. He was, Milano's always great, but Edmonds, yeah. he's had an awesome year. It's going to be tough not, not re-signing Edmonds. Oh, I, I'd be, my thoughts. Yeah, I, thanks, Pat. I'd yeah, be thanks, stunned Pat. if Edmonds is not back here next year. Absolutely stunned. He is, to me, he's priority number one come the offseason. You have to get that guy back in the fold. Not just because he had an un, probably his career season this year, but because he's only 25 years old. The guy's just hitting his prime, and he is the quarterback of your defense. I mean, he is a leader that guys look to on this team. Uh, he, is, he is priority number one, and it's not even close in the offseason as far as I'm concerned. And Edmonds and Milano over the last month have been absolutely lights out. Absolutely lights out. We have to take a break here. More of your phone calls when we come back. So Bill and Wilson, Kim in Buffalo, hang tight. We will get to you when we return here on a Buffalo Football Monday. It's One Bills Live presented by Collider Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, back here on One Bills Live, Chris Brown, Steve Tasker on a Buffalo Football Monday. Open lines for you at 803-0550-1888-550-2550 as we're asking you for your biggest takeaways from the Bills' wildcard playoff win over the Dolphins on Sunday. And we go right back to the phones, and we lead off with Bill in Wilson. What do you got for us, Bill? You're on One Bills Live. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. A couple points. The national media laid out the path for Dolphins' victory, and they cited a couple things, that they'd need a defensive touchdown, they would need a big play on special teams, and they'd need at least three turnovers, and they got all those things, and they still lost. So people are very upset, but I'm still pretty happy. It definitely was a nail-biter, but it sure was a lot of fun watching it. Uh, The other point I'd like to make is that uh, everybody's complaining, or not everybody, but a lot of people are complaining about the, the amount of deep balls the zero blitz has almost been kryptonite for Josh. And I do think the perfect answer for that is that deep ball. Uh, on one series, we went three times. If you were to tell me, hey, we're going to try the deep ball three times in a row, I'm thinking with Diggs and Davis, I'm thinking we're connecting on at least one of those. I like the fact that they did the deep ball. I think that's a, the ball comes out of the hand quickly. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. All right thanks thanks for the call, Bill. I, yeah, I, that's what I've, I've said that as well. I believe a lot of it had to do with the defenses Miami was playing. They were inviting the deep ball because it is yeah. a low percentage of completion. Even when you're doing it against air, uh, it's hard to complete it. Um, Josh was killing it early, though. Right. That's the reason they were up 17 nothing. He was killing them on zero blitz. Right. So maybe that was too much too soon, and they, you know, he didn't want to do that uh, anymore or – Felt like they could keep, keep keep doing it, but that's the way the that's the reason the game looked the way it did. Now you can say, "Well, Josh should have taken the check down." I get all that, and, and it, but that's the reason the game looked like it did. Miami's zero blitz, and not coincidentally, in my mind, the defense that the Bills saw in Week 18 at the New England Patriots, they did a nice job of keeping Josh Allen in the pocket and not letting him run. He had. On, in the New England game, he had nine rushing attempts for like uh, 17 yards, I believe. Let me go back and let me just make sure I, I get that right. Because that's 
you know, that's what they wanted him to do. They, the, the Patriots didn't want Josh Allen to beat him by getting out of the pocket in the running game. So what'd they do? They kept him in. He had nine rushes for 16 yards. That was exactly what the Dolphins wanted to do. It's one less thing for them it's, to worry exactly. about. Exactly. And it worked. So think about what they were doing. Get Bills to go deep a lot because it's a low percentage and keep Allen from running the football to beat us with, when we're trying to cover the right. pass. And it worked. And wor- well, it, it worked to the point it, of tune of 34 points. Yeah. And, so, and, but three turnovers. Three turnovers, right. So, but it also big. put him in an early 17 nothing hole. Kudos to him for hanging in there with it. Well, and that's the thing. It put him in a 17 nothing hole. And like I said, on the broadcast, Eric is like, this defensive coordinator is insane. He goes, how is he still throwing zero blitzes at the Bills? Josh is killing them right now. That's all they got. And it was 17 nothing, And then all of a sudden, they started getting some takeaways, and the game turned on its head. Two, two interceptions in consecutive or yeah. almost consecutive possessions. You know, and it, it makes it look but, different. But you have to look at it this way, too. Dawson Knox catches that second touchdown in the end zone. Now it's 24 to nothing. Yeah, or no, right. I'm sorry. It's 21 nothing instead of 17 nothing. Right. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and their offense hasn't done anything. They were killing zero blitz. Josh had an answer every single time early in the game. And that's why I said I felt like he got lured into this false sense of security that. Oh, I'm just going to beat them all day if they're going to keep throwing zero at me. I'm going to keep chucking it down the field. Yeah, and you think, too, the Bills were moving the football. Opening drive, remember the Bills took the kickoff and went opening drive, went boom, boom, six plays, and then they turned it over on downs because they went for it. Right. Right? So they went for it, didn't get it. Then they came back, and it was touchdown, touchdown, field goal. Um, And it looked like, okay, this is how it's going to go. And then interception, punt, interception. But as a a quarterback – don't and I realize they got a lot of stuff they got to think about through the course of a game and a lot of decisions they have to make in an instant. But I have to believe, because I still think, as I've said many times, that Josh is underrated as a cerebral player. I think his football IQ is off the charts, and he still doesn't get enough credit for that just because his physical gifts are so readily apparent, and people go wow at those. And they, I think, they kind of shortchange him on his football IQ. I want to believe that somewhere. Between Josh's ears, after he's killing them on zero blitz the whole game, he steps back when they're up 17 nothing and says, okay, we've hit some big plays, even though those are low percentage plays. Now that we've got this lead, let's hold on to the football, stay on schedule down and distance-wise, let's hit some more high percentage plays here and matriculate the ball down the field. I just felt like they got a little greedy. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Here, and, well, yeah. And I understand. I'm all for trying to step on a team's throat, but the law of averages is going to come back on those big plays. Let me give you another way to look at it. So you're Josh Allen. You're in the playoffs, and you got this team that's zero blitzing you, and you 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 ding them for a 17 point lead. You get put off the field on a on a third on a fourth down, and you think you know that you go into this game thinking this. Listen, I try as a Josh Allen. Just say if you're Josh Allen, I try. Listen, our defense. He knows what he's looking at when he sees our defense, right? He plays against good defenses. He knows what he's looking at. Yeah, he's saying, "Why am I going to dink and dunk when Skylar Thompson ain't doing anything against our defense?" Maybe that's part I'm of it. Keep going for. Maybe it. that's part of and it. And then it turns into a couple of turnovers. Then it does get close, and it does get harrowing because 
And he thought, you know, our, our defense ain't going to let these guys right. back into it. But, I, but not knowing that, he'd let them back in, right? Yeah. So there you go. I want to believe against a more formidable opponent like a Joe Burrow, he does take that approach and say, hey, look, we're up on these guys. Now let's hold on to the yeah. ball and not give Joe, Joe Burrow not, extra possessions. Yeah. Joe Burrow is not Skylar Thompson. And that That's goes, what I mean. And that goes for Josh Allen playing against him. So I would tend to believe that would factor into yeah. his thinking, Ken Dorsey's thinking, et cetera. Maybe there's a little something in that uh, that yeah. Josh is sitting there going, you know, it really doesn't – we're up. We can score on these guys. Um, we're going to go. Let's see if we can go for it a little bit. Yeah. And then it, it backfired on them. Yeah. Through, for about, what was it, about a quarter two, and a half? Middle, middle two quarters of that game. Yeah. Let's get back to the phones. We go to Kim in Buffalo next. What do you have for us, Kim? You're on One Bills Live. Gentlemen, uh, Ken actually is. Oh, Ken, a- sorry. I, I'm just going oh, by what's in front of me on the phone board here. Sorry about that, Ken. You. No problem. No problem. Well, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I want to comment on yesterday's game and. And then going forward, and some lessons I think we can glean from it. One, um, it's quite apparent that um, we came into the game with the view that Skylar Thompson, third, you know, third string quarterback, rookie, you know, we'll have our way with him. And I think the game went that way for the most part. But my, my primary concern about yesterday, besides the turnovers um, that Josh talked about in advance, he wanted to avoid those things can and will happen, but they need to be avoided. But I'm, I want to talk about Coach Sean McDermott. And I know you all have gotten, you've gotten some calls about it, his inop, inopportune use of timeouts. Um, at least twice he called timeouts that killed two good defensive plays. The first one uh, was at or near the red zone when he called a timeout, and Edmonds made a good tackle that would have made it third and nine. As a consequence of the timeout, they came back. Mike McDaniel called another play was a, a reverse to Waddle that put them you know, very close to scoring. Uh, you know, territory they wind up scoring a touchdown. And the second one, of course, was when you know, Matt Milano and a couple of defenders, Edmonds, blew up the fourth and one run that would have basically, you know, sealed things, as I recall. And yet they wind up getting the penalty, um, and then he opted to punt it instead of, you know, trying again on fourth and sixth. So I, th- I think those tendencies for him to seemingly panic are a concern. He also almost caught a timeout on the Dawson Knox first touchdown. The, uh, uh, CBS's cameras caught him running down the sideline trying to, to call timeout. He almost blew that touchdown. It's a concern, and it should be. Uh, moreover, it reminds me of what happened last year against Kansas City where he didn't do his best coaching job. People point to that last sequence where we, we didn't squib kick. I look at the sequence when we didn't kick it near the sideline when Andy Reid put Tyreek Hill in to, to fill the punt. If you recall, the Bills punted to him. There was a penalty, so we had to punt it again. Our defenders had ran full speed downfield. They should have kicked it out of bounds. Why? Because they were tired. They ran back down the field. Tyreek busted a, a good return all the way down the sideline. They, they wound up getting a field goal, but it was the difference in the game. He has to coach better in the playoffs. And then lastly, our defense played very, very well. Ken Dorsey has to do a better job. We have no screen game to speak of. And moreover, we can't let people take away our number one receiver. You know, I don't care what you got to move Diggs into the slot. If you have to get him the ball in space, whatever you have to do, there's no reason why we should see a game in which our number one receiver starts up with 100 yards in the first quarter and, and basically is a non-factor the rest of the way. And also, we, we look at the run game. The run game got us out of that situation with, with, with uh, the pickup by um, Singletary at the end. We need to make sure we run the ball more to take the pressure off Josh. Then he doesn't have to make plays, which we have to scratch our heads and say why. So I'll pause from there and let you guys chime in accordingly. Yeah, that's, a, right. that's a long list, Ken, but a good call. Thanks for it. Um, I'll start with your last point first. I think the only reason they didn't run it more 
was because they knew they were going against a top five run front. That's part of the reason, I believe. Um, but from the jump, I really thought that James Cook was a mismatch at the second level for those two linebackers, Baker um, and Landon Roberts. And evidence of that came on the 12-yard touchdown run when Cook basically outran Landon Roberts to the end zone 12 yards when they had two clear-out routes in front of him, which was well-designed, well-schemed by Ken Dorsey and well-executed by James Cook, and it was a walk-in touchdown. Um, I think we could have seen more of that in the game. Um, but again, a top five run D might be a little bit of a deterrent because uh, running between the tackles proved to be tough sledding yesterday uh, for the most part. And again, when they're giving you man to man across the board, the bills feel like they can win those more often than not. And in the early stages of the game, they were, they were killing them in those calls. So that's kind of why you had what you had. I understand why the timeouts are frustrating, but I don't agree with the timeout criticism. Yeah, I, I understand why it's frustrating. I don't agree with you, Kent. You, you can't. Yeah, that's come on. He's going he's got, with the information he that knows, he's given in the moment. Yeah, he knows he's he's smart enough to know how important it is to be lined right up, lined up right in defense, particularly on crucial downs. Just because the play goes off and something happens and it somebody makes a play, um, in a play that doesn't count. And you're thinking, oh, it was a dumb time. No, it wasn't a dumb time. Because believe me, on the last one, on the fourth down, where it was to Gusecki and it was incomplete, that counts too. He gets credit for calling the timeout to get him into the, the right defense for that. Um, and, you know, after the snap, Tremaine Edmonds make it. Okay, but you can't, you can't count the result of a play that didn't count. Yeah. Um, he called a timeout for solid reasons. I've always liked the fact that he calls timeouts on defense. Everybody always thinks it's sacred for the offense to have the timeouts left. No, defense is just as important. Especially in a one-score game. And, and that's when he used Last them. night, John Harbaugh, I'll say it again, John Harbaugh got crushed because he ended the game with a timeout and no time on the clock. So you say what you want. Um, you can't fault. Sean McDermott for taking a timeout because he did it as late as you can. The play went off and it wouldn't have gone, it wouldn't have made, been successful for their offense. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's if you if you can't do one thing you got to if you if one thing you do doesn't work you should have done the other. Well, it it seemed to me it worked. Yeah, so we got to take a break here. More of your phone calls next. It's One Bills Live here on a Buffalo Football Monday. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. It's After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house. 
and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Bills fans, Connect Life needs your help during the month of January. Every blood donor during the month will receive a pair of Bills-branded socks. Connect Life is the only blood donation agency that keeps your donation here for patients in western New York. To make your appointment, please go to connectlife.org today. Let's get back to the phones at 803-0550-1888-550-2550, and we lead off with Dave in Buffalo. What do you got for us, Dave? You're on One Bills Live. Hey, I have an issue with the officiating. Uh, I understand there's a third party that uh, takes all the game, all the games in the NFL and breaks them down for who I don't know. But uh, my point I'm trying to make is the official standing two feet in front of Josh when he took that whack, if he were to pull that flag like he was supposed to, there probably wouldn't have been a fight. Yeah. If they I, got a union, if they got a union, the NFL's got a union, uh, something ought to be done. Maybe penalize if he makes a blunt and ridiculous call like he did, they should have, uh, you know, buy him what, or. What call are you talking he's about? He's talking about Dave? the fight. He's talking about the fight. Are you talking about Josh? He wants the ref Josh. to get in between Wilkins and Allen and not let it escalate. All I'm going to say is this the ref is barely six feet tall. You want to get between a 315-pound Christian Wilkins and a 250-pound Josh Allen and tell them, hey, break it up when they're shoving each other around. No. No, that's not happening. And plus, the play's still going on. Then when it's over, Josh walks away, and then, and then it escalates to, from there. That's the way it goes. Uh, when, when Josh and Wilkins start mixing it up, play's still going on. The guy's still returning the, the long, deep uh, interception. And... And then, uh, you know, it, it goes downhill from there. But while that play's going on, you see here the play's still going on, and they're trying to yeah, fight. The interception the official, return's happening. The official can't step in until the play's over. Then they do. And they step in between Josh and Wilkins, and then by that time, Mitch Morse is there, and, and, I'm just, and it ensues. That's, I'm just going to say, Spencer Brown was very fortunate because he threw a punch at the bottom of that pile. And that's an ejection. Yeah, absolutely. So the Bills actually got off on that with a saw-off couple of penalties offsetting. I agree. For personal foul. I would I mean, agree. Spencer Brown threw a punch. Bills were very lucky to get out of that with offsetting penalties. Yeah, they were. And when that, you know, it, it, can I make, you know, you can make light of it and stuff. How Josh, Josh instigates the whole thing, then walks off while his guys take care of it for him. Um, you know, that's that's sports, I guess. But. Yeah, you can, and you can complain or criticize however you want. For Bills fans, I think they got to feel like they got out of there easy. And for Dolphins fans, I don't know what else you'd think. And what again to do a penalty for fighting or whatever? But you know, it was Dolphins a- fans are hot about Milano knocking Skyler Thompson out by the sidelines too. Right. And so you can go back and forth. Nothing about happened all that there stuff. either. Nothing happened there either. Uh, I prefer when nothing happens or they're offsetting unless unless there's a, an egregious, you know, act. Uh, while the play's still going on and Josh is hitting Wilkins back, uh, or, I mean, in retaliation for getting blocked down or whatever, that's all f- football. You know, guys take out their frustrations during the play and push each other. 
But when it escalates, obviously, and I, you know, as long as nobody does anything egregious, which by you know, like the way you said, Spencer Brown's lucky. Um, you know, let's just move on. But people, and and I don't know what you know, Dave is thinking of, about the officiating. What more most people think about the NFL officiating? Let me just say what I think and what I've come to know. <laughs> the league really takes it seriously, folks. They look at all the film, they break it down, they talk to their officials, they send their officials letters, they send them film clips and say, call this, not that, do this, don't do that. This is a great example, this is a poor example. Let's talk about this, let's get on a conference call, let's do this. And this is all during the week. They don't pay these guys full-time, but if you're a lead official in an NFL game, it's full-time. It's like a 40 or 50 or 60-hour-a-week job that you got to go over. And they, they hash through every single call. And so do, as you might imagine, all 32 head coaches and their staffs. Who can, fi- who can file reports, they file, file grievances. Reports, there's grievances. There's conversations on and off the record. There's all kinds of stuff that happens. They're trying to get they it fill right. fill out rating cards for the and referees. If, yes. And if, you, if you're an official, if you, if, and I've said this before, but if you're an official, if you've ever won an enlightening experience, Go listen to a group of officials talk about the game that they just officiated in the National Football League. It's mind blowing, and if you that it's and it's very comforting and affirming that they're trying to get it right on every play. There's no paybacks. There's no ah, this mistake. I made this mistake here. I'm going to do this. Every play is its own chance to get it exactly right, and they do. And they don't even care who's playing. Believe me, they don't. Believe me, they don't. It's 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 a highly difficult difficult job to do. The league takes it extremely seriously. The officials take it extremely seriously, and they all try to get it right. And they get help and they get help and criticism both from their own officiating crews, the league, <coughs> the league itself, and also the coaches and the and the teams around the league. They sit down in the offseason and have with officials and talk about what they think it should be, how it should be, how they want the game to evolve. It is a process that is ongoing all the time and constant, and it's one of the reasons the league continues to be the 800-pound gorilla. They make it they make it their mission. Their mission to get it right. Replay is a perfect example of that. This whole you know the the breaking of the plane, camering, the pylon cams, the the sky cam, the every different angles, Anything having the sky help. judge up there. And yesterday was a perfect example. There's a couple of things where the sky cam goes, no, he was short. You don't don't make Mike McDaniel or Sean McDermott. I can't remember what I think it's Mike McDaniel. Don't make him, or maybe it's the game last night. Don't make the coach challenges. This is short. It should be on the half yard line. Well, coach on McDermott and, called another timeout to give him more time to review that other one that they wouldn't. Right. Yesterday. Right. And they didn't. And they, they were the Diggs touchdown. Right. I think the only. The Diggs touchdown wasn't a touchdown. I'm, I hate to say it. Yeah. He didn't have control when he brought it into his body and his yeah. other foot was out. So his first foot came up before he had control of the ball. So as a result, he only got one foot down with possession. The ball, of the ball. moved when, it, when he brought it from way out here into yeah. his body. The ball moved and his foot was off the ground then. Yeah. And that's it. And so they didn't. They got it upstairs, and they got it right out of the gate. And they, if you wanted to challenge it, go ahead. Yeah. But it was a bad move. Right. So you, 
they're getting it right. They're trying to get it right, and they're listen. It's better now than it's ever, ever, ever been. You just have to accept the fact that there's no perfect system because at the end of the day, humans are involved and humans are flawed. So they're not going to get it right every time. It's going to happen and I every single week in the league. One typical mistake fans make is they're watching and you know the other team's got this great pass rush or whatever, or your team's got a great offensive line and they don't. You're thinking, well, look at that. Their offensive line's holding our great pass rushes. Next time I challenge you to look at what, their, what your offensive line's doing to their yeah. pass rush. As long as they're fair and they do it the same on both sides, nobody's squawking on the sidelines or in, in meetings. So that's, that's what I would leave you with. I get it. It's easy to criticize officials, and I was the worst ever, believe me. There's <laughs> nobody like me, man. I, had, I, was, an, I was an artist. But they, believe me, they, it is a, a point of great importance to the league, to the officials that do the game, and the, and the teams that play it. Um, and they all work to get it right together. Break time for us here, but more of your phone calls when we return for hour number two. It's open phone lines for the second full hour. We'll get to your phone calls next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.